Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to this radio serial of the San Dimas School of Film Podcast. Please join us on a most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Timmy Timmy, and with me, as always, in the booth is Bradley, Al, and Julian. How are we? Grand. Oh, oh, oh. Well done, mate. Oh, I'm doing well, old boy. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have a lie down. Good work, yeah. Timmy. Good Today work. in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. This just in. A telegram from John Albert. He's taking us back to 1949 to see what is possibly the greatest movie since... <laughs> that the, the, the train. <laughs> oh, no. Since the train coming at the screen. <laughs> oh, yeah. We are watching The Third Man. At the San Dimas School of Film, we acknowledge and are grateful to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the unceded lands we are recording on. Jules, hit the booth. Gentlemen, we're history. Timmy, that was amazing. Oh. What an intro. Thank you. <laughs> Felt a bit weird, but that's all right. No. It was brilliant. 1949. Here we are. Here we are. We've yeah. never been here, Al. We have never been here. I guarantee it. We have never been here. We've never been here. And I am bloody excited. I am I am on the edge of my seat. Are you ready, Jules? I'm Because it's time for... <laughs> History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. History with Brad. Nice. Thank you. What have you got for us, mate? Well, as I was saying before, I, I kind of cut this down because in 1949, on a global level, was was there was a lot of shit going on. Yeah. The world was under a fair bit of change. So World War Two had uh, recently finished, and the world was trying to put itself back together. So here we are, 1949, the third man, uh, hour 44, 104 minutes. Oh, Jules aspect ratio because this is going to four be by three. I don't know. It's a one point something <laughs> to one. I think it's four by three. That's no, it's still being old. It's, it's it. one point three seven to one. I love it that you're pretty much like Jules. You'll never get this one. He says, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is what it? A, one seven three. What a one eighty. What a, one, what a redundant segment. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I reckon it's four by three, okay. which is your standard kind of old cathode ray television. Yeah, but it's not. It's a television. Movie. So it's on a widescreen. Yeah. It's not yeah, on with that. It's just square. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's, it's one point three seven to one. Yeah. Uh, also known as in Germany, De Dreit Mann, uh, France, Le. Oh, I'm not even going to bother with that one because my wife's going to kill me. Um, uh, the Troisième Homme. Troisième Homme. Sorry. Ooh. No H in French. <laughs> um, Latin America was uh, El Tercer Hombre. Sure. Uh, 1949, some uh, major points that are probably still involving us today. Mao Zedong takes power over China and his communist uh, party. The Geneva Convention is agreed on. The Ooh. first non-stop flight that circumnavigates the globe. That's a fair effort. It's big back then. It's a big that flight. An effort. It's a big uh, flight. Uh, what movies did they show? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jumanji. Uh, 1984 is published. Oh, wow. Color television broadcasting is perfected. So, color wow. television broadcasting is perfected before Australia had television, mm-hmm. which we had black and white until like what, 1970? 56. 56, we had t- TV. Yep. But we didn't have color TV until like oh, 78. Know. Sure. Something like that. Oh, interesting. Anyway, 
1949, colour TV was uh, perfected. Polaroid cameras became a thing. The first Volkswagen Beetle was sold in the oh, USA. So and a Porsche was founded as a car company. So the uh, the car of the San Dimas School of Film. Yeah, oh, yeah. three five that six. That seems really late. Is that late? Yeah. Well, he Porsche uh, was more we, of a. He was in cahoots with some bad dudes making some. Bad open up a real can of worms. Yeah, saying, he was he on. was forced labor and Nazi forced labor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm, he the, designed some fantastic pieces of. Uh, I kind of know, have a diminished view of Porsche. Now. <laughs> you also got to remember. So it, we're still only talking 1949. So there was no like it was illegal for German companies to actually produce anything for a long time. Like yeah. they weren't allowed to produce. Or sell anything outside of Germany. Yeah, so everything was imported. So even BMW, when I worked there, like their first BMW car was actually a Austin Seven that was in a knockdown form sent from England to Germany, then put together in Germany and sold as a BMW Dixie. But it was just an Austin Seven with a BMW badge on the front because they weren't actually allowed to make anything. Same yeah. thing happened in Japan. Same thing happened in Italy. They weren't allowed to actually produce anything. Yeah, S- still leaking fuel, brand new, eh? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, some interesting things that I found because um, I used my normal The People History for this one, but it was a very different format to what it has become. So they had people born in this year, which I went through it and found some people that have been in films we've done. So people uh. born in 1949 that have been in films we've done. Jeff Bridges, John Belushi, Sigourney Weaver, <clears throat> and Andy Kaufman. Yeah, right. Um, Oscars and Andy are the Kaufman, the musician. comic. Oh, sorry. The yeah, the, the um, not the musician. The um, the comic. Yes. Well, it was sort of, sort of, was you know, he's kind of a musician. Yeah, kind of. Anyway, performer. Um, performer. Yes. That'll do. Uh, Oscars in '49 was Laurence Olivier for Hamlet, uh, Jane <laughs> Wyman for Johnny Belinda. Never heard of that film. No. Never heard of that. She and was good in it though. Look, well, to, I reckon she might. To be been. honest, I'd she never heard of this acted film. Acted the shit out of that. <laughs> um, and best film was Hamlet. So that is a very, very brief 1949. That was good. Good segment. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, which leads us on to obviously this film, which I like the fact that they utilized a completely destroyed Vienna as the set. Yeah, and it um, is Vienna. Yeah, like, yeah it is not, actually Vienna. Yeah. And I, th- I found that really, really great use of. Mm. Obviously, some horrible things, but uh, you know, it would have been an interesting. I don't think it would have been done before. I don't think people would have used that setting, even in Berlin or anything like, to yeah. actually create a film like a uh, you know a, of this sort of stature that wasn't a documentary or newsreel or something like that. How do you reckon that would have been received by the Viennians? The Viennese. The, yeah, sure. Viennese. Good, good cakes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Don't. Don't know. Because that's a, like, yeah, I'm well, just thinking, like, of a respect level. And this, a, a this movie kind of crew They're just trying in. to get on with their lives and all of a sudden there's this, because well, well, it's not Hollywood because it had big things at the start. It's, you know, Cinema London or what's yeah. it, London Cinema Company or something like that. Um, oh, yeah, valid. And this kind of goes, like, we, you know, the question came up earlier uh, where, oh, shit, I can't remember the question now, but... Uh, <laughs> Good content. Chat. Uh, no, 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 but, like... <laughs> Oh, we were talking about how far, whether when this was set. Do you just want to let the room know that when you finish watching this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to. 
for those at home, I had to delay. I had to delay the start of this podcast so that I could finish watching. <laughs> we, watched, we, we all watched. We, we watched the last twenty minutes with you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I, there was a uh, my receptionist, and uh, it's okay. there was a timing issue. Anyway, I think sorry. it was set. It <laughs> so I, it was made in forty nine. I think it was set. In I, think it was I think it was 49. contemporary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that so was yeah. See, I wasn't sure whether or mm-hmm. not because they're talking about stuff after the war. So the yeah. whole black market trade and but which I is obviously the point of the story. So I wasn't sure whether or not it was immediately after or if there had been a few years because yeah, it does it, it does it does change how things are going you know like it changes how the police are acting and you got to remember that sort of like you know world war 2 officially finished in 45 but yeah. it finished in europe well before 45 yeah yeah okay. so um yeah. it finished in the pacific like the different theater finished in 45 but yeah. the war no, was over true. in europe in you know in early 44 late 43 yeah so we're talking 5 years down the track and vienna still looks like that yeah. oh, i mean the amount of destruction that through Europe after like mm. I, I was actually I was quite surprised at her, even like with a, there's a scene with a Ferris wheel and I was sitting there thinking to myself I'm like I wonder if this Ferris wheel has been constructed um, post war and I'm kind of like like it seemed I don't think the city would have put money into that a kind Ferris of thing wheel. No, a Ferris no, no, wheel it just got missed and that blew my mind. I was kind of mm. like, "That's really amazing that that Ferris wheel didn't get destroyed." Mm-hmm. Like, not that they people would have specifically wouldn't have exactly targeted. Been a target. But yeah, exactly. Could but they have put? Why wouldn't they have put money into something like that? Like that takes people's minds. They, off they, but they, the they, reality yeah. of the world. That There's a lot of things that they say in this movie that put you in the setting about how people don't have money. The kids, yeah. like, no one comes here anymore because the kids haven't got money. And yeah. and you know, and there's there's hardly anyone around in the streets because no and one's there anymore. Well, even Holly says like. Harry paid for my ticket over here. Like mm. he's he's broke as well. Mm. As yeah, well, yeah, it's depression. It's yeah, yeah. The world had just started to. Like I was reading in the in the people history, the world had just started to pick up again yeah. in about nineteen forty nine. So manufacturing had just started. People were starting to pick their feet up again and get back to the normal routine. It had mm-hmm. taken that long, and especially in the US, like we're only talking four years, not even four years after their involvement in the war had finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like I think as a citizen, I'd be pretty, uh, I'd be pretty upset if you know, like. I'm hoping that whatever government is in power at the time, I'm kind of hoping they're going to assist the you know the citizens in cleaning up and rebuilding, but they're putting money they into Ferris pop wheels. Pop a Ferris wheel in, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. what yeah. are you guys doing? You know, like I mean, yeah. to to touch on the point of the would it have been appropriate to make a film there? Like it would have been a boost to the economy. Yes. Like it would have brought a lot of industry to mm. Vienna. I don't even know because it was probably filmed because I didn't even realize until sort of looking at this because everyone knows about what happened in Berlin and because that was the, you know, the headquarters of where Hitler was and the Nazi party was based out of Berlin and everything like that. So everyone knows the sectioning between the four countries and mm. and you know the um the checkpoint Charlie and all that sort of stuff. They, everyone's got an idea of that history, but I sort of had forgotten that the same thing happened in Vienna. Mm. That there was the splitting up between the mm. the allies of in the four sectors, yeah. um, exactly the same as Berlin. I'd sort of yeah. forgotten that it happened. So there's a high possibility if that if this was filmed in the English part, that it was just filmed. Yeah, true. And yeah. it would have been fuck you. We're making a film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and sure. you're not getting any of it. Because mm. you were part of these guys that we've just fought for the last five years, and fuck you. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the film didn't really cover a whole lot of uh, like a large area. Like I noticed a lot of scenes kind of repeated. It was, yeah, and yeah. I don't think it was intentionally. There was a couple of times where they showed scenes of people running down these crumbled stairs. Now I don't know if that was intentional that they kept running down the same stairs. Great set though. But oh, I mean, look, fuck, like, it's, yeah. like, like it's, if you're ever after a realistic, you know, post-war set. Go to a post-war place. This film looks 
amazing. It's unbelievable. Like, it is gorgeous. It is. There are some amazing camera shots in this film. Yeah, like just that you can't, you couldn't reproduce. Well, it's and the a, most that they, what they make out of such dark sets as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, well, it's really high contrast. Mm. It's like it's really dark. Lovely. With these like really bright lights, I did watch a digitally remastered version of it though. Oh, nice! And it's, it it's was like, so it was literally just like a modern film, just in black and white. Yeah, I love yeah. like I I have no I've never studied film or anything, so I have no experience of these older films. Our fans just lost all trust in your ability That's to cool. discuss. <laughs> um, so like I was picking up on a lot of stuff, like you know, all the chase scenes with the shadows on the wall. Yeah. Um, and. There was a few others. I'm just I'm drawing a blank at the moment. But <laughs> the, it, the use of lighting in this, yeah, oh, and yeah. it's stuff that you pick up and you're like, oh, so this is where all this came from. Mm. Yeah, because we're still talking that uh, this would have been new. Like there wouldn't be industry standards in a lot of things. No. Everything would have been set orientated, Hollywood based stuff like Ben Hur and all those things with these yeah. massive sets all shot out the back blocks of of these things to actually be on location, especially in a war torn place. In Europe, Bright color where you're in Vienna, so half a lot of the people, most of the people that you're dealing with, other than the people you brought with you, would not have spoken English. Mm. Um, and then you got some some big name people. So that's funny because it's like it's almost a film you wouldn't want in color. Yeah, no. It's, like it's, if they said, "Hey, we could shoot," it this makes in it color, so period correct, doesn't like, it? Being in you kind of like I wouldn't want it to be in color because it it really does give it that grim. Mm. An old favourite of mine. It, it does give it that grim feeling. Was, if you're applying colour to it, I mean, what colours could this film be? I mean, it really does portray the that complete unhappy despair. Despair is a good, the is a really lostness good way of, of, so. of the people in the town because yeah. of it. And you hardly ever see people. Like most yeah. of the time, it's just the actors. It's There's empty. no one. Yeah. yeah, the streets oh. are empty, mm. which would have been a great representation because there would have been a lot of people a killed. Yeah. B, they would have just gone, fuck this, Fled. I'm gone. I'm yeah. out of here. Fled I'm not coming back to this. Back. Yeah, yeah, never come back. And a lot mm. of people that just would have just not gone out. They just yeah. would have just stayed in their rooms and just... Yeah. Going back to the cameras for a second here, there was this great shot. Um, it, and it was just this... It was a relatively minor shot, but the camera was uh, like almost... It's called, it's called a Dutch angle. Let's and call it a Dutch back angle. Is that the one where they're in the Ferris wheel? Well, if you go back no, and have a look at the earlier. film, almost... Every shot is a Dutch angle. Well, there was, like, there was it's this amazing. One, there was this one great shot, and I was kind of like, I, I was trying to figure out what is the purpose of it in this particular shot. They're outside a shop or maybe the bar or something. I, I can't quite remember. but And there was quite a lot happening, and I realized but by having that Dutch angle, uh, they actually widened the shot quite a lot mm. because all of a sudden, you know, you've got point to point, and, you know, even though I'm watching it on an angle, all of a sudden I could see heaps Just more. See more. I could see more without unnecessary kind of content above yeah, and below. Above like, below, yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. I was like, that was just stood out. I was like, that was awesome. That was really well done. So, so a lot think, of lo- sorry. Oh no, go, go, go. Well, there's a lot of really low shots as well. Like, and they were always, there's a lot of uh, frame within a frame kind of setup. So there's always, so there's the frame of the screen. Yeah. But then within that, there's always, they're often shooting through something. Like in the sewers was a good example yeah, of all that. Yeah, like they're shooting yeah. through bars or they're shooting. There's one where they're like shooting under a... Oh, when they go to the kids' hospital, they're right, like yeah. shooting under through a tray, there like a, a trolley or something. There was a beautiful shot where they went into a garden bed and came out like a hedge on the oh, other side. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. It was like a, on totally. a, a balcony window, I think. Yeah. They came out on the other side. I'm like, wow, that's really nice. Like and I a, feel like a lot of that stuff... Like, 
this is this is hailed as one of the earlier uh, film noir. Yeah. Yep. You know, pieces like this is like one of the things that sort of kicked it off. I, I think I don't mm. know that for sure, but that's certainly what I've sort of been reading about. Um, just that dark and and really contrasty, really tilted angles. Just uh, mm. like the concept of it being like a world on the edge kind of thing. Like really, all really unbalanced. Yeah, mm. sounding really like film nerdy. Yeah, this makes sense. Though. This is what we are. This is why we hired you. But it is, but it is like it. it <laughs> Does really make it stand out. Oh, I'm still waiting on that uh, paycheck, actually. <laughs> the, yeah. um, the shot where they're in the Ferris wheel when he's finally meeting up with um, Harry, with Harry, Harry. And, and it's sort of like, and then they have that little bit of a discussion. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is that Home, Home Alone? Home Alone too. Harry. <laughs> Sorry about it. I didn't mean to. <laughs> it just came out so natural. <laughs> Well, that's a great right. scene where the, that shot, that angle changes from like left to right a lot in that yeah. scene. They keep moving it from like the camera's yeah. actually going on this arc of like it's then it's tilting down left and it's tilting down right and all yeah. this sort of thing. And and it's a great scene where he opens the door when they're at the top and you know yeah. and he's like, well, you know, I carry a gun. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> this this guy's not the friend that he thought he was. And yeah, that's when we yeah. learn that that Harry Lyme's actually not a very nice person he's at all. He's not a cool dude. So. Let's talk about the storyline a bit because we all agree that the film looks stunning. Amazing. It looks amazing, right? I I don't know if it was just like it wasn't moving too fast for me, but I was trying to like I was on board, I was watching it fairly intently, and I'm like trying to get up with the storyline. So what I could figure out is that this guy gets an invitation to go work in uh, Vienna with his mate, but when he arrives, his mate's already faked his own death, but it turns out his mate is not a dickhead, but he's a bit of an asshole. He's a, he's, he, I c- couldn't no, he really is understand. He's not a bit of an asshole. He's an asshole. He's a complete right? he's a, one. Com- but I don't understand what's the. Why would you invite your friend and pay for the ticket to then fake your own death? Like, I, I didn't quite understand. Is there something I missed? But it just didn't. We wanted him make to get on board, sense. didn't he? Like, is that what he wanted? That was he my wanted understanding. Well, my understanding was he wanted him to get on board. But I don't know if that's. Like, he was almost propositioning him to an extent within the. But surely, if you faked your own death and you know your mate's arriving at a specific time, you'd at least get in contact with him a lot earlier, not after he's been talking to the Jacks and things about and giving all the information. Yeah, but if, if he's already there, like, he's already committed to a degree. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It just felt like there was too many opportunities for people to be like, oh, you know, to give the evidence. Like, you know, Harry didn't make himself known until after the cops had already given him all the evidence about how much of a an asshole he is and selling the this uh, mm. what was he it was selling yeah. watered down penicillin. 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 Uh, and it's that was, like, you're right. He didn't reveal himself to Holly but for a while. Yeah. Why also did the police share so much information with him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like what's the relevant? If you've got an investigation, like I suppose he was their only connection that. because he they knew that he was. An old friend, and they were trying to get more information. That's the only thing. And he was like. very persistent in finding out what happened. Well, Caraway didn't give a toss for most of it, right. did he? He was, yeah. as a detective, he was more interested in other things, and he was almost shooing. This is why Holly kind of took it on himself to look into it. Mm. So, okay, so he would have been the third. So Harry would have been the third man when who they say it was like a pediatrics doctor or something, or yeah, the, it was when they was opened the, the grave. He's yeah, the was, one that yeah. really got killed. So that means Harry would have been the third man carrying the body. Yes. Yeah. Man, that's just that's a I feel like it's a really bad plan. Like 
there's a lot of people that would have seen him alive, seen that Harry's not the dead guy. Like, just I feel like there would have been an, a lot of eyewitnesses, and but there weren't. Really... That was that was the mm. point. There weren't many people around. Like the porter was upstairs. Did he say he was too afraid? Why did he? He just didn't want to get involved. Yeah. And who murdered? Who do we reckon murdered him? Well, because that annoying little brat of a kid. Harry did, didn't he? Because he was the first. Harry would have. Was he the first one to slip about the third man? Because it was two. It was two. uh, It was two men up for a while. Mm -hmm. And then was he the first one to slip that there was three? And that's why he turns around and the like you don't see the person, but you see the look on his face. He was like his medical advisor, I think. Mm. He was Harry's medical advisor. Who was like. Super shifty eyes. Oh yeah, he was not hiding. Dodgy that. AM. He was not hiding that well at all. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, mmm. <laughs> the moustache twiddle. I mean, only two. <laughs> Did I say three? Did no. I say three? I <laughs> meant two. <laughs> How silly of me. <laughs> what? Hey, I really got to quick ask you quick. One of the one of the characters was Baron Guts. 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 What's a Baron? I don't know what a Baron is. Explain. It's a, it's like a, a, a title German <laughs> Austro version of like a, a duke. Okay, right. So it's not a red car that you call the Baron. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, but no, no, memories. Okay, I, no, I just, I just like you it's know, a person of. It's like a uh, like a count. Or a yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I think it counts above a Baron. Right. It's there a person. Seems to be of, a very uh, outlawish vibe about Barons. Is that just mm, me? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, like they're a little bit cowboyish, roguish. Let's, like let's be barons. Yeah. Yeah, why not, <laughs> Baron <laughs> Oldfield? Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lock so, that in. So yeah, so um, I, I guess there was a lot of con- I had a lot of confusion around the, the storyline. I was definitely on board with trying to follow it and understand it, but it, there was just and I, I kind of I guess I had to take a back seat to myself and be like, you know what, like Jules, this is very early filmmaking and it's not going to be super. Uh, twisted and and you know have all the plot twists that a modern film has then and, and I guess that's what I was kind of expecting you know so I kind of put myself in the period and being like what would what is outlandish and then you know the twist of him still being alive maybe at the time was a really mm. big well as I think as Elle said this is sort of like maybe the the start of the film noir um, whereas yeah. every film before that had been bright and happy and colorful and clean and oh, yeah, yeah, and valid. this was mostly at night. You know, yeah. in a war-torn, dirty, dusty place where people weren't happy. There was a murder that had happened. There's it, people out just to look after themselves and no one else. It's really There's plenty of dark films before this, though. Like, Citizen Kane was before this. Yeah, good point. Oh, yeah. Casablanca was before this. Like, all mm. those. Orson like, Welles in Citizen Kane. Yeah, he's Citizen Kane. He's Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's Kane. As I told you, I'm, very, I'm not very versed. He's the citizen. He's the citizen. Charles, Charles Kane. Charles. I did. Uh, I did cinema. Like that that you know Orson Welles kind of was in it. Well, he's the it's headline like, actor in this, and he's in yeah. it for like the last twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did and, a bit. He was good though. I thought oh, he was good. Yeah, yeah he was great. Absolutely. I, I enjoyed his facial expressions. They were like, like you said, he was an asshole, but he was he felt like, like a bit of a scallywag. Well, when he was standing, uh, he was quite cheeky. The first time we saw him when he was standing in the doorway yeah. with the cat, and he had this smirk. This, this smirk. This little like, hey. hello. Holly, my boy. Oh, yeah. You're seeing yeah, me. Yeah, it's me, man. Yeah. I <laughs> love that little bit. Yeah. I thought I was, that was great. I was honestly expecting the move to go that when he revealed himself that they were going to get together and then, you know, it kind of came out that, hey, the, the police are actually setting me up. I'm not actually this asshole drug dealer. It's the police that are doing the dealing and et cetera, et cetera. But then it kind of comes out. He's like, no, 
I am an asshole. Mm. And then yeah, the scene in the first world. Now that we're up this high, all those black dots. If yeah. you could, all of a sudden, if, if I, I gave you twenty grand, twenty for, grand to just yeah. eliminate some of those dots, would you really care? Yeah, it's just. And the bit that the bit that reinforces that he is actually just like a real nasty guy is that scene where they go to the hospital and there's just the pile of the toys and the lady, mm, like the nurse, comes yeah. along and just puts another teddy yeah, bear in the pile. Bear, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh fuck! Geez. And that was actually That's really hard. It was nicely done how they didn't show anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Never there's actually saw any of the kids. Yeah, mm. like there's a real. I, I I really enjoy that sort of stuff where that you know by not showing something you're you're in fact yeah it's the more. shark and jaws thing. Yeah. yeah. Or the lack of shark. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like jazz. It's the notes they don't play, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. But like, there's, a, there's obviously a line between being showing something and being gr- gratuitous. Or, you mm. know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's almost implying that's like what's happening here is too horrific to show. Yeah. You know, yeah, it makes it worse. Yeah. yeah, it makes it worse. Yeah, and showing it would yeah. detract. Take notes, the green mile. Ah. <laughs> no, see, but but again, like I would have used that as a good example because the book was way more graphic than the film. Oh, there you go. So you know they they showed less. Take take notes. Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a book as well. Oh, I think it said at the start this is an adaptation, or was it a was it a screenplay? No, it was a book by Graham Greene. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, we're doing a lot of movies that are books and now movies. Yeah. I suppose that's just a lot it's of movies. Pretty much in general, all movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Books for all, bro. Book, let's yeah, make a movie, books for so. all. And uh, it's oh, really yeah, weird. The Breakfast to have a film. Club was just written. There you go. To have a film <laughs> that is this old, but we've still had a film that was much later that had uh, you know the same actor in it. So Orson Welles was yeah. Sorry, we, yeah. you said we've done another movie with Orson Welles. Yeah, we have. What was it? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait. Hang on let me have a the thing new on. people, the, the the younger people in the room. I can't remember. What I'll give you a clue. Nineteen eighty six. Nineteen eighty six. Also had Judd Nelson uh, in it. <laughs> bloody Transformers. <laughs> movie. Uh, Who was he? Who was he? Uh, he was geez. he was Unicron. In mm-hmm. fact, it was Orson that Welles. That means nothing to me. <laughs> he Unicron? was the big. He was the big planet. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and in fact, right. it was Orson Welles' last film role was Transformers. Oh, how poetic. Yep. <laughs> what a <Yeah>. finish! <laughs> Amazing! What a curtain he call, as I say. He didn't really do a lot for a long time, though, did he? He sort of nah. stopped acting in like the sort of the early fifties, and then just went into directing and writing a lot of yeah, stuff. Didn't so, he? Yeah. yeah, I've heard good things about him. I can't say I'm that familiar with his work, but after watching this, I feel like I kind of want to and Transformers get more. But uh, he was he was <laughs> a big deal. Like, he was a really big deal. Yeah. So he was the one yeah. that um the, he, he wrote. He was the one that read War of the Worlds over the radio. That crazed that mm-hmm. started all the like everyone thought it was real. Well, we were <laughs> we were discussing his voice. Oh yeah. Early, he's got that real just. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just real <laughs> croaky. Like so croaky. much gravitas. Just hot as fuck voice. Yeah. Is like he, just he's English, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> or is he American? Yeah, he's American. Yeah. Is he? Okay. Apparently, so fun fact that whole War of the Worlds thing about people going crazy. Apparently, that's all bullshit. Really? Yeah. Jeez, oh, I can't even, for the life of me, can't remember where it was. Have you seen what's but happened somebody, in the last couple of months? With yeah, COVID? yeah. But no, apparently someone looked into it. Someone went back and they wanted to find out the history of people going wild when they heard it on the radio. But it was so common for these for stories to be told on the radio that it was no surprise that like nobody actually did anything. It wasn't, yeah. There would have been, no, been a section of the population that would have been oh, like, surely. 
We're out of here. But no, apparently it's like, that was the that was actually a promotional tool that it was so wild that it's sending people crazy and it's blah 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 because uh, like people think it's real. But I'm gonna get right. Snopes. Definitely, definitely know. look into it. I haven't, but I, I remember hearing it. Uh, so the old myth a, that passed into legend types. And yeah, it was. I think it was a podcast I was listening to that this podcast has a lot of credit as far as I'm concerned. I can't remember what, what it was. You mean this one sounds like yeah. your refutability, right? Yeah. There. yeah, but apparently, apparently, it's got this uh, great segment. It was. It was actually the the. You know the whispers of the people that kind of hyped it up to say it had this thing, propaganda. So. Propaganda, yeah, if you will, yeah. yeah. Well, so. it's just PR. Worked. So. It's good PR. Good PR. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but don't quote me. I'm, it might not be true. Hey, I might be wrong. There's a lot of things that are probably now in popular culture history that never happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. I find, anyway. and again, this comes back to me being Generation Z with very little attention span. Films like this that are very dialogue driven. Like, I felt like this is a very dialogue-driven film. Yeah. Like, we had a lot of conversations. We had a lot of... I, I was constantly adjusting volume a bit. Like, oh, what are It's a very things? different style of filmmaking to what we're used to now. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. music is used really differently. Oh, the same about song. This I don't music, know about the music. This music general. was freaking awesome. I don't know about oh, that. Oh, oh, I no. loved it. I, didn't, I found in a lot of spots we weren't really depicting what was happening on screen. Yeah, yeah but I kind of... Uh, that worked for me. It's like, oh, welcome to the funeral. <laughs> like no, no no the perfect example of that is Zephyr. when they were when they were in the hospital when he was there and they were looking yep. at the children and they're playing this upbeat guitar I don't know what the actual instrument it's called is called a zephyr a zephyr a zeth sorry zether 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 okay and I'm just like why is TH. this so upbeat th I think there was the, the scenes where they were playing music because oh, it was, was almost like it was, was really kind of upbeaty music or nothing. Yeah, there was yeah. one time though where it went really grim, but I or can't remember really what scene loud was. footsteps. There was a lot of loud good, stepping about. Going a lot on. of good solid foley work Just, in this film. It was like mm-hmm. it was like towards the end <laughs> in the sewer where you know you could you knew you knew that Harry was kind of in the distance, mm. and it always sounded like he was having a bit of a tap dance. Just clopping. I mean, how good were those scenes in the sewer though? Like the oh, sewer, yeah. like, awesome. Batman Begins, and the rats have gotten oh, yeah. the rats just running around. And, yeah. yeah. The sorry, I know no. Elle's about to say something really important. But I just have it's to point really this out. Not. In terms of <laughs> loud and obnoxious, the scene with the little kid, that kid. <laughs> oh, oh my god, dude! You need to shut up right now. Where are his parents? Oh my god! He was, was, was talking to his parents. He was, there's he, been he was a murder. telling his dad. He, he kept telling his dad that this is the murder. That's the murder. That's guy's murder. Dad, dad, dad. He kept going, papa, papa, murder. See, but this is that, this is what bothers me. So, uh, th- th- why would the kid finger? Uh, him, if it was clearly what we believe is Harry, because there was the probably someone. A d- they probably heard that there was that the murderer was an American and he was an American, or mm. who knows, his child. Oh yeah, I look for a second there. I honestly thought there was going to be a big plot twist <laughs> again, like you know, my modern mind. Uh, and I thought the um, uh, well, is it Hol- Holly. Holly, yeah. Holly Martins. Holly. Great name. Great name. Yeah, great, I, name. I, I great overcoat. I wish I had another opportunity to name my kids. He was black and white Dick Tracy. All yeah. Oh, hang on. So, no, I'm thinking, what's the female's name? The, the woman? Oh, oh Anne, Anne, Anna? Anna. 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 Okay, Anna. let's say it's Anna. I, I thought that the, a plot test was going to be that she was actually involved in this whole penicillin thing because there was a scene where she was sitting on the bed. And she kind of put the end cap for the, one of the bedposts yeah. back on. And I was kind of like, is she hiding something? Like maybe she's hiding some penicillin or, or like a murder weapon or something. Mm. So I actually was really suspicious of her the whole time. And I was just like, I think it's going to come out that 
mate, yeah, maybe Harry is dead, but now she's kind of maybe she was the third man, but dun dun dun, it was actually a woman. I think she was just you know, acting. Like, she was acting like that just to bloody get Ollie off her case. I yeah. was disappointed at how uninvolved she was in the plot. Mm, I would yeah. have loved to have seen a bit more. Like, you, saying, like you said, like if she'd been. In on it with Harry, I feel like and she, yeah. she was like running diffusion throughout the whole thing. She came in a little yeah. bit randomly. I felt, yeah, it was a bit of a pity. Well, she was one you of those ones, but she yeah. was great. She people was great. still really she engaging. Than, she was Cameron Diazing this film like crazy. Yeah, I still think she was there. Um, she like everyone thought that she was way more involved than what she was, and all she wanted out of it was just to get some get a fake passport so yeah, that yeah. she so didn't she have stay. to be repatriated as a Russian And that's citizen. a that's just a really uh, that's another really sad real like real story that's going on there that again she just cuz it's in there for her own reasons. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that she had a check passport and you know the whole the whole issues which as we know war. now wouldn't have helped her in the long run no. anyway. <laughs> it would have been better to get but at the same probably time, any of the other passports that were there other than the one she had. Yeah. But at the time maybe a check passport was okay. It was useful. Yeah. Well, and then you had you had nice guy cop handing out receipts when they were raiding her apartment as well. Like that was all very. Oh, I found all yeah. that like it was a strange because they knew straight away that it was a fraudulent passport, and it was weird how they. How I just felt the whole detectives like that whole little group was very nonchalant. We had our kind of just going about. I things. think the I think the point was that they thought that she was more involved, and then as the as we get along further, we realized that she. I don't was, felt like they treated her to the point where she was involved, though. Like I don't felt I felt. I think also I got the impression that they weren't seriously entertaining her as a as a threat. I threat. think because of the situation at the time, it was probably the the Russian part of it had probably more authority over her as a target to because she was holding a false passport and she was actually Russian, their authority exceeded the information that the English guys were trying to get out of it. Because you know how, like, wouldn't you... I felt like they would have used that to their advantage considering that you have this split-up town with the Russians and hmm. the Brits and the Americans, whatever, you know, like that they would have used that to their advantage in that situation considering that she's, I don't know, like, yeah, it just seemed weird that they were just like, oh, it's a falsified passport. Okay, cool. Come with us and we'll, you know, and then that was it almost. Yeah. And then mm. we moved well, on. Well, the fact that the four different police chiefs shared the same building and I had lo- offices across that. the road from each other yeah, was also quite interesting. Yeah, anyway. the officer, really who was anymore. the officer across the hall? I, could, I couldn't quite pinpoint what. Was he Was he German? No, he was a Russian. He was he was Russian. Mm. Was he? I loved it. He just kind of kept waltzing. He's like, "Oh, can I have that passport?" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. No, he's the Russian guy. Uh, so you okay. you hardly ever saw. So it was basically just the English guys and the Russian guys, and you hardly ever saw the French and the 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 new Austrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to admit, I had a, a quite a good time uh, watching a lot of the German speaking scenes because I'm I'm currently learning German, and whilst was not picking up full sentences at all, was very proud of myself. So I was like, "Ah!" He said, "Please." It was really. <laughs> <you know? laughs> It was really good to have, not have subtitles as well, because mm. you felt like you were just yeah. part of the people where you didn't so understand. Yeah. So you it. didn't understand what they were saying, and that was the point of it: is that these people were talking in their own language, and you didn't know what they were saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, because great. you're you're in you're in Holly's world of trying to figure out what's going on, so mm-hmm. it adds to that confusion with him, 
because he he mentions oh you know what did she say you know mm-hmm. this sort of stuff so yeah. you, you're in you're in his story so it makes sense and it's good yeah. because those sentence some of those sentences are really long and it kind of got to a point where I was like look should I, don't, I have subtitles yeah on? I don't yeah. think I'm supposed to have subtitles because I don't I'm sure yeah. movies in the maybe 40s had subtitles maybe I don't know but. Yeah, I questioned it. I was like, "Am I supposed to be having?" Like, I was thinking, was it was it like the French in the Lobster, where you were you were sitting there without subtitles, and the rest (laughs) of us had subtitles? I'm going, "Oh, yep, yep, that's happening." And you're just like, "What's going on?" I guess they're speaking French now. (laughs) (laughs) I think I brought it up before, and uh, I've I've actually I think I've brought this up many times. But that movie that I was watching that was in subtitles, and the subtitles were in white, and most of the movie was set in the snow. Oh, no. And all, like, you, all the French guys look at me going, did you get that? And it's like, I can't, I can't see, see what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, in, it's in white subtitles oh, and it's in the man. snow. And they didn't even notice and then they pierced themselves laughing. That's so French. Like, yeah. They're oh. like, here's your subtitles, but good luck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, Jules, you brought up before while we were watching the back end uh, in your cinema that um, cinema. Yeah. potentially the the Michael Fassbender role in Inglorious Bastards was yeah. heavily based on um, what's his name the uh, the inspector the, oh uh, Cara Cara Caraway Caraway yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like oh yeah because that's like <laughs> well look I mean look I don't know if it was a common military like the, you know that kind of military look slash police look you know with the sideways beret I think they kind of wore he was so chill but he had that he just had that he was so British wasn't yeah. he oh, yeah. just he that was just stiff like, by the lip carry mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. As soon, and as soon as I saw his character calm, like for the first on. even within the first couple of minutes it just reminded me of that scene in Inglourious Bastards yeah. where in the, in the tavern downstairs yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's that it's that three. line yeah the three three uh, <laughs> I just failed at putting up three fingers but uh, that scene where he's like well old boy yeah. Oh, maybe rapping on the doors of hell momentarily. <laughs> Hope we don't mind if I go out speaking to kings. Oh, right? Right. <laughs> like, and it's such a good line. But yeah. I, and I was just like straight away. I was like because I reckon Tarantino would have taken a lot of inspiration from oh, from Wells. Yeah, like, for sure. it's obvious. And then I'm kind of like, I wonder if he if there are uh, parts of his characters that he's based on these movies. And I was just like, for me, I was like, it's too obvious. That it couldn't be, but then at the same time, I'm like, maybe that look was just super common. I think it's it's also in terms of Tarantino. I don't want to spend too much time talking about him, but because <laughs> uh, of his like intensive movie knowledge, it could have just been like a throwaway line that he'd said to Fassbender at some point really early in production. It's mm. like, oh, I want you to play it a bit like a bit like Caraway in the Third Man. You know, ah, he's like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like. He would have just pulled that and reference out, yeah, valid, yeah, valid and, point. and taken that from I suppose, there. Yeah, if you but you're right, to draw was, inspiration from mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, but it was like super familiar. You're right. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah. So it was. It was just like the dude never broke a sweat, did he? No, yeah. yeah. he never raised his voice. He and never, you know, he never like his heartbeat never even raised. Now, one are we, are we talking about Fassbender in no, 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 no Caraway, no, Caraway, because like <laughs> you know that scene where he's drive he's driving Holly. To the airport, and he's at like, "Oh, can, yeah, can we just? We'll just make a stop at the hospital, and you can just say, you know, we're, we're just going to do this. In. We're just going to pop in." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I suppose if you're dealing with, you know, four different kinds of authority in a in a very segregated kind of city, and you're dealing with all the shit that you have to deal with, you know, it pays to have a cool head, especially he was he was the chief, right? Like, mm. see the chief of mm, police yeah. in the area, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know, or he head detective, to, I think, head or something. Detective. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude needs to have a cool head, you know. Like, mm. so he was a cool character, yeah. and it was good how the the sort of like the arc came around. So it started off, and you thought he was 
almost going to be in on it and and part of the plot. And, yeah, yeah. And then you sort of like that slowly unfolded that he was actually just just doing his job. Yeah, he's one and, of the and he was actually on a genuine like you know he was actually trying to be the the right guy. One thing that I'd missed after the funeral, so very early on, obviously after the the initial funeral, and he gives he gives Holly a ride. How did that come about? I can't remember how that came about. Do you remember? Because he was standing back from the funeral. He wasn't part of it. He was he wasn't standing part back. Of it. Yeah, he was doing the cop thing. Just yeah, watching. and he was walking home and then he... Yeah, he, 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 was, he, was doing, he was trying to get information. So then all of a sudden there's this American that turns up at this funeral to a foreign American in Vienna. Ah, so he probably, was already investigating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, see, I got the, They've been after him for a while and that's why he'd faked his uh, death because he knew that they were after him and they were about to get him. So yeah, like I'd almost gotten the impression that they no longer cared. Like they were a bit blasé about it and like... Whatever, there's more important things. Well, to it's one of those things, you know, a lot of people said, you know, the only reason I'll go to the person's funeral is to make sure they're dead. Mm. Yeah. I Which like- he didn't. <laughs> 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 Whoops. Um, I feel like if I watched this a second time, I think I'd kind of really be into it because I'd be like, I'd start to notice all the really little subtle um, mm. little games at play, you know, like especially mm-hmm. like, like you just said with the cop, he was actually, he was already in in involved in an investigation but we don't know that so we kind of just a bit nonchalant about him but if we then view it again and we know we you, know, you pick up on all those little subtle behaviors that you wouldn't notice well there's the a, and time. there's a lot of sophist- I feel like sophisticated dialogue like yes. yeah. I feel like like I can't exactly remember the line but when Harry and Holly were talking in the it was when the Ferris wheel scene was coming to an end and he mentions the difference between countries that are war torn oh, and have been man. through it was so good. When and he, what he was talking achieved. about Italy, mm. he was talking about Italy and everything that's happened, and they still got the Renaissance. And then he's talking they've about been Switzerland. Swiss. Switzerland. And what did they five, get? Five hundred years of brotherly love and peace. Yeah. And what did they, they got get? The cuckoo, cuckoo clocks. clocks. Yeah, cuckoo I just thought that was, <laughs> was such a, great a line. what a line that yeah. was. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, that's that's yeah, it's just beautiful the way that that was kind of said. Yeah, I think that this like there would have been a lot of those throughout this film that I would have not wasn't it the Charles Manson, like that, it, it needed the the evil for the the helter skelter thing that he said was you like, and it needed the evil to make the good better mm. or something. And can't yeah. remember. Mm. He's know. a peculiar man. Charles was a peculiar man. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um. So I've got some some snippets of information from my in laws. Oh, beautiful. Uh, it's from my mother-in-law. Hell, you're a real disappointment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, hang on. I'll skip to the next paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they always start like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, you have to go she to the next paragraph. She could have gone on to great things. <laughs> I'm sorry, on. I'm sorry. Hang on, skip, 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 skip. All right, here we are, here we are. Stand bottom Stop wasting your time with this podcast. <laughs> hey, anyway. Anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. We get it. <laughs> uh, Davina said, uh, I heard this film being discussed online recently. Uh, and the commentators agreed that the third man was the best film ever made. Why do they, and why would they have both thought that? Is it relevant to today's audience, which mainly has not experienced war or its aftermath, or is it not relevant to our generation? Mm. That's that's a pretty valid point. That was a good question. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I think we have no idea. I think there's so much, there's so much study of history and we're very aware of, of the events of World War Two and how they've... And one. Well, and one, yeah, but specifically around this film mm-hmm. and how they've shaped nations and, and attitudes. 
mm-hmm. that I think it is still very relevant. Mm. Uh, and stuff was done in this film that was like groundbreaking and and defined a lot of the films we watch now. If yeah, not, all, you know, you could you could broadly say all of them to a I degree. Mean, it's like, the subject of of drug dealing and you know it this guy having flippant attitude towards the people it's killing was it's pretty full on like but it's interesting that like the question it's asked like it kind of makes me think about well okay so how does this guy get into this situation where he's he's you know he's trying to survive now do we ever find out why harry's initially in um, Vienna. Vienna. Do we know why he's there? Like, was he maybe um, he was a part they of the alludes war? To when he starts talking to Anna about him, and he said he was always the one that was involved in everything. He was always the one that could talk his way out of things. He could always yeah. do this. So I may be thinking that he was he went there to get away from something. I feel like yeah, that's a, that's that's a good point. If if he was a part of yeah, he could have been a part of the war. Mm. Uh, he may have been stationed there for a long period of time, and mm. you know, like you know. A lot of the crap that the soldiers went through, he, you know, he may have had, you know, could have been a psychotic break, or you know, he's he's become so desensitized. No, Harry kind of um, the, Holly death. paints him as a character that it would that as much as he doesn't want to believe, but he does when he's talking to Anna about him. He paints him as a character that this is not uncommon. This is his, like he was always one that could get you anything. Yeah, and so yeah, he, he paints him as there. Yeah, this is actually this is starting to make sense. That so he would you don't, be you don't maybe he was always the guy that, but it was always above board. This is he's d- dived well below the bar and into the yeah. Because I kind of thought maybe he could have been doing it as a su- survival technique. Yeah, he could have been in a really oh, bad situation. I'm you know, sure. obviously after the war, going through all the depression, he doesn't care about the people that it's that his that's what faulty drugs is. are killing because you know he's desensitized to the idea of hurting people he's just like who cares look at all the people that got killed here yeah, like just all death. the horrible yeah. things it's mm. just people dying it's like who cares so yeah. you know he's had somewhat of a mental breakdown desensitized to it and you know what could have started as a survival like you know he's stealing some medication or whatever he's, he's gone from it. being just the yeah the guy that could get you anything to he's really stepped it up and now he's yeah he's, he's, he's gone, the this is really fortuitous i'm gonna yeah. keep going making with this. serious money people are dying yeah yeah but he just doesn't care, and it's mm. like yeah, it's a very different. Well, that's a moral ground that you know that people take. I think just after the whole, you know, the whole war and the amount of people that died, so many people would be a little bit dehumanized, if you will, you know. So it's kind of like. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I, it's a good question. That sorry, what was what was Davina? Yes. Well, there's something that <laughs> there was a lot, um, something interesting there that I've thought about recently is. Um, especially with this whole COVID thing and the way that everyone went a bit crazy and, and all of a sudden there's a lot of people that just became massively over-entitled, I think. Selfish. And selfish and things. Yeah. As much as, like, Australia went through its own version of the war, but we never went through the same thing as what the people of Vienna, Berlin, London did because we were never bombed to the shit like they yeah. were. We never went, had to rebuild our country to the same as what they yeah, did. The war was never the, here. It was, it yeah. was, but it was in a different context. So we suffered, but in a different way. Like, so even Germany then, lost like 14 million people. Yeah, absolutely. And they had to rebuild an entire cities. So we never had to do that here, but we, Oh, Darwin got pretty heavily. Bombed. Well, it did. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot of people there and that's all. So we, yeah, that, yeah. The, the really weirdly that hardly ever gets talked about, which yeah. is bizarre. Yeah. So we suffered in a different way. So, so we've always been okay. 
Yes. Like so, even after through that period, even though we were shipping a whole heap of stuff out to Europe and things like that to try and get them done, or England was taking stuff more than anything um, to to rebuild everything, we've still been okay. We've never ever had to line up for food. We've never had to be anything. It's the lucky country as far yeah. as that goes in that period of time. We are very and fortunate. It, and yeah, so they all of a sudden when this COVID thing came around, these people turned in because we've never lived that, especially in our lifetimes. Yeah, and we've never had the stories told to us about oh we had to line up for bread and we only got one loaf of bread a week and you know you got a liter of water and you yeah. know and there was no shoes and that like the majority of Australians white Australians anyway have have never had to live through anything like that everything's yeah. been plentiful even when it's low it's still heaps of it um, mm. and the US is very similar in a, in a lot of ways we've yeah. never had to had to live that rebuilding the utter destruction of towns and, and things like that in a majority of people. And, you, and, and to see it, you know, like firsthand, which is kind of why I'm like, oh, maybe he's so desensitised to the idea of death and that's why he's so maybe, comfortable yeah, about yeah, pushing yeah. these these And he's gone drugs. into that, well, he's turned into that, you know, over-entitled, well, I'm not from here. I'm just coming here to make as much as I can. Yeah. You know, all those people that went out and bought as much toilet paper as possible and started putting it on, you know, eBay for a hundred <laughs> bucks, you know, Wankers. a pack and things like that. It's just... It's mm. it's blind capitalism. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, again, it's not very numbers, well thought like out. Russia lost in World War Two the population of Australia way more than that. Like it was like well something like they 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 say it was something like it was like fifteen to sixteen million, but they really reckon the actual number is like around twenty four million. Easy. It's like what? And it's like, but that's what Russia's <laughs> always done. They just yeah. throw numbers at it. Yeah. That's what bothers me about when I hear people say about the COVID, not that we're having a COVID discussion here, but people are like, oh, this is like our World War Three. It's like, no, it's fucking not. <laughs> yeah. not even Don't close. even come close. Not man. even so, close. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I guess indirectly, it did, has like, had a result on me because Davina's father was a Jew, a mm-hmm. German Jew, mm-hmm. and was displaced. He moved here. Yep. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. He fled and... Mm-hmm. You know, if he had okay, done so that. he has some point, but as I'm saying, the majority of Australians that are like four, yeah, five yeah, generations no, but here, I'm just saying, like, in terms of like, concept. how does this affect our generation? I think mm. it does still carry on, mm. like, you know, even okay. you know, like, I wouldn't have met my partner, mm. I yeah. guess, you know, like, I I've heard in, the real, indirectly. The real point is that I don't think any of us can sit here and really appreciate the volume of this film, no, because not we have never. Come close to even I mean, experiencing this. Like we no. can through secondhand. Like, like yes, you, L, you've got somewhat of a relation to this film because. So who was it that came over from Germany? My mother-in-law's father. Mother-in-law's father, right? So there's a, you got a, somewhat of a link, but you know, like Your grandfather-in-law. So when people, when people, you know, this came out in '49. You know, if people very relevant the, to a lot of people seeing it. Very relevant, yeah, and like you know, Europe. There's still a lot of people in Europe, whether they had the ability to watch this film in Europe or not. But all of a sudden, that's real close to home. Mm. So it's living history. Well, b- mm. b- Vienna would still look like that. Yeah, like yeah. even if it came out a year after it was filmed, Vienna still would have looked a lot like yeah. that. It still would have been rubble everywhere and probably unexploded bombs. And yeah, and like I think a lot about my other touchstone for this sort of scenario is Casablanca as well. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that a lot, and I really like that film. And it's and it's a similar scenario. It's not set in the war directly, but it's set as a as a very heavy. It's still a war film, influencing part. Yeah, it's yeah. a huge plot point mm-hmm. of the film because it's Casablanca is where everyone's coming through to get out. Like mm-hmm. it's you know. So I think a good film is is going to stay going to stay around. We're certainly not going to be talking about 
freaking Tokyo Drift in yeah. 80 years, you know, no. like it's just... Hopefully not in eight minutes. <laughs> well, I've, I've already sinned by repeating its name. but <laughs> It's the new But revolver. you know what I mean? Like a good film and a good so well-made film and a good story mm. is going to continue on. Mm-hmm. And what I find exciting about it is that I've only just been introduced to this film. Mm-hmm. This was mm. on my list. Yeah, right. Really? And yep. and there must be so many. Like, I'm excited because the potential to see more great films out there is mm. is just infinite. Mm. It's, yeah. it's really cool. It's like, and and like you said before, Jules, I'm going to dub this the Munchausen effect. The Munchausen yeah. effect. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm going to go back to this because even that last yeah. ah, like 10 yeah. minutes that we watched. I'm not sure I'm on board with <laughs> <the> <laughs> <laughs> But continue. <laughs> even that last 10 minutes that we watched here at your place. I was like, yeah, I'm way more into this this time. I was too, actually. Yeah. And that's when I actually, when I came through the door and I'm like, oh, I had a laugh that you were still watching. I'm yeah. like, no, no, I'm going to watch this with you. Like, yeah, I want to see this yeah. last 20 minutes again. Just be careful throwing out there Munchausen effect because do you know what Munchausen's by proxy is? No. <laughs> it's it's to do with murder and family. And oh, okay, just, awesome. Yeah, just right. be careful how you throw that the out there. The Baron effect. So, the Baron effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. okay. yeah um, more suited. No. Yeah, not about, because I, the exact same thing happened and, and I even said it before we walked in the room. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to change my system mm. and try and squeeze this film in twice. Yep. Before, like, particularly one I haven't seen before, yeah. I think is, yeah. is it's the, a good call. Yeah. Is the prerequisite. Like, if I haven't seen this film before, we talk about it here. I'm going to try and get it in twice. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like a lot of film, you've really got to walk away and digest it, and then come back to it. Like, there's a lot mm. of films like that where you, well, look, you I've, really do start to appreciate it once you've actually gone away for a bit. Yeah, mm. and like I feel like I've talked about this before on the show, but like the first time I saw The Godfather, I'm like, I don't get it. Mm. I don't see what all the fuss is about. And I reckon I watched it again and then maybe a third time. It was either the second or third time I went like, oh, this is great. Like, yeah. mm. this really worked. And the same thing happened with The Baron. And mm. and I feel like it'll totally happen with this. I'm mm. excited to go back to this already. Mm. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely keen to get into more, like a lot of older cinema. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it, even though our fans didn't get to listen to the episode um, when we did... Um, mm. Strange Love. Dr. Strange Love. We should watch more of these at your joint. I, I am, look, I am really on board with European cinema at the moment. I think I'm just kind of going to put American cinema... It's just on a back seat, because like I've said it in the past, I'm a bit bored with Hollywood cinema. I think it's yep. just... <laughs> Just a bit bored with it, so I just need a bit, a bit of diversity. Numbers. And like I've watched a lot of British uh, film before, but I've I haven't really gone European. So I've been watching like heaps of subtitle movies and things like that. And I'm gonna definitely get more into the older films, like after watching this and and, and strange. Yeah, strange there, there's some some great stuff. There's some crackers, and I don't make they don't like they they don't make films like that anymore. I don't mm. make them like that anymore. I, I was even sitting there the other night, or like actually about a couple of months ago, and I like Gladiator came on TV. Oh, I was yeah. like, I haven't seen Gladiator. In ages and I thought about it and it's like this is probably the last of the epic films mm, the right. ones of like these huge budget enormous films massive sets you know yeah. all that sort of stuff it was it's close like, to three hours that one now I can't oh, think I can't think Jesus. of a film that was made after Gladiator that was as big as that in that classic Hollywood style Wizard of Oz Ben-Hur yeah because like you could say that there's, there's sort of stuff big, I can't think of a film that was after that but it would have been like the last one sets and you put sets you know in the old uh, air, air quotations there yeah. like it's because you think well hang on it's, I there's mean, a lot of CGI 
big, but there's yeah. a lot of CGI in Gladiator, though. Like, That's true, yeah. you know. There's also a lot. I mean, well, yeah, they didn't build the Coliseum. I, I mean, think it's <laughs> a, I, you know, it depend. I feel like <laughs> it was, they? it was, it started a trend of revisiting the swords and sandals mm-hmm. things. Like there was like Kingdom of Heaven and Troy, and mm-hmm. you know, they sort but of the Brad Pitt one. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but none of those worked as well as Gladiator. I don't know. Why. What was the one that Gladiator was good? <laughs> oh, I'll, yeah, uh, Prince of Persia. Prince, Prince, Persia. Prince of Persia. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's finest, but uh, uh, what was it? Was it Alexander? But even Jake Gyllenhaal's not finest is still pretty fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Jake Gyllenhaal fan. Wasn't Alexander? Wasn't another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like look, the first one that came to my head was Lord of the Rings. Like you can't say that's not a big sprawling epic. Yeah. Okay. Film with massive sets and mm. but that was around the same time as Gladiator though yeah. wasn't it like two thousand and three was the last one uh, Gladiator was two thousand one wasn't it uh, yeah maybe uh, whatever but yeah anyway yeah anyway, no I get uh, your points anyway, I'm just yeah I mean yeah. I'm saying so I'm, films films in eras and so that that early big budget cinema esque stuff was really good to go back to yeah and see how they did it back then and it's yeah, you know, some of the some of the things are, are exceptionally entertaining and you sit there and you look at the even for its time the ridiculous amount of money that was spent in some of these films. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back, watching a lot of the classics and just discovering a lot of European cinema in general, mm-hmm. um, which is, is, is a really... Like, it's like when we did... What was the vampire one? Let the right one in? Yeah. Is that a Norwegian film? Swedish. Swedish. Swiss, Swedish. And I was just like, yes. Yeah, yeah it was so. good. Anyway. Watch us. But, yeah, no, not... I didn't mean to brag, but... Uh, <laughs> John uh, so, John, John, <laughs> John, my father-in-law, who, you know, I'm like... John, is this a film request? And he's like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> like, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, he said, you can you can identify, oh, can you identify why we're ambivalent about Harry Lyme as he is both charismatic and an amoral character? I'm like, yeah, totally. We've talked about that. Uh, this classic post-war film based in Vienna with the backdrop and destru- of destruction and illegal trading accompanied by the unusual tilted shots and the magical zither score was oh. so appealing to audiences for decades. I'm like, yeah. I agree, John. Well what, what he said. Uh, Maybe I'm just a bit Hans Zimmer spoilt or something. I, I don't know. I just uh, The soundtrack to me just didn't do this. Well, isn't that a very Vienna instrument though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. and again, like it's I have great. to, like, I, I have I'm to take a back seat and say, look, it's probably timely. You know, it's yeah. Was its role more to set it as a cultural thing as yeah, opposed yeah. to what's yeah, actually happening in the plot? But I like, but I like how it's quite jovial and it's strange. Light. Oh, but I like that because it just flips what you're strange. watching. Yeah. But I think okay, that's, I think it's on purpose. Yeah, well, yeah. that's maybe why it hasn't. It's almost got this. Sorry, sorry. Cut it no. into it, but it's almost this like screwball comedy tone to it. Yeah, it's I like we're on was, this caper. I was this, th- like, kind of expecting it to almost be a bit slapstick in a couple of points, and then I realized, oh no, this is actually a serious film. Like, yeah, because initially I came into this not knowing what to expect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the music was playing. There's and virtually was, no comedy in this film. Yeah, at all. I was yeah. like, oh, it's this is going to be a bit very slapstick. serious, based purely on the opening credits and the music and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then, no, it didn't turn out that way. Mm. But the only funny part is at, at the start where he's trying to explain that he's this well-known writer and Galloway's yeah, sitting there yeah. going, nope, no, yeah. never heard <laughs> of you. This book. Well, no. that weird scene where he he gets taken to the book club. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he makes that weird, awkward speech. Everyone starts walking <laughs> out. Walking yeah. out. <laughs> oh, my wife uh, was sure to point out that the guy who invited him there was uh, Mr. Pickering from My Fair Lady. He's ah. like the good guy in My Fair Lady. 
Okay. He came on and she's like, oh, that's Mr. Pickering. I'm yeah. like, what? Classic. Yep. <laughs> Classic pickers. Go Gentlemen, kicking on we are. Yes, we are. Well, mm. I know we're all a bit nervous we're right now. But um, it's uh, time for Al's favourite segment, which is every film has a shared universe. Well, well done. That was Bravo. Yeah, that was Tim, do you, want, do you want to just quickly Quitch, explain Quitch. what this segment is? That's probably for good new idea, listeners. Oh. <laughs> I guarantee we have two new listeners today. Of course. All. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Um, John Davina, welcome on board. Um <laughs> Oh, look, basically this is more of a public service announcement just to um, outline and just point people in the right direction as to what is actually going on in the world of film. Now, um, (laughs) there is a thing called the the BTEU, which stands for the Bill and Ted Extended Universe. Every film essentially lives in this universe is somehow connected to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That is the fact that we all know. What this segment does is... Just kind of explores that and 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 and, and discusses that link. Reintegrated yeah. through. Yeah. yeah, this is the public service. We are just We're catching just cementing you up. that link for yeah. everyone that, at home this, that's having a bit of trouble. This should also include bogus journey because yeah, we do, we do it a lot around. What's well, the BTEU? But when the new Bill and Ted comes out, that's going to give us a whole new movie to <laughs> well, not, base other. Not places. really, because they're they're intrinsically connected, regardless. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's one thing. It's just it's, one. It's one. <laughs> it force. just is. Basically. I wonder how often people say Bill and Ted and intrinsically connected <laughs> in the same sentence. <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Tim. Is my answer to that. Um, I got one, but it's very very basic and It'll simple. Probably be the only one we got then. Yeah. No, I got one, but it might be the you, same. You go, you go. Well, look, to me, this seemed pretty clear. Uh, most of this film is set at night, right? Oh, yeah. During the day, if we'd pan the camera to the left, we would have seen a flash <laughs> as Sigmund Freud, Sigmund Freud <laughs> That's what I was comes say. <laughs> out of his office Good and off. Bill and Ted... Freud, dude. Dennis Freud. <laughs> Comes out of his office and Bill and Ted nab him to go back to the future. So it's a brief shot. It yeah. just happens in one of the day scenes. Yeah. But cool. while all this is happening, Frood comes out of his office and gets kidnapped. That's yeah. pretty much. That's pretty much connected. All I had, yeah. That Frood, you know, Vienna, Austria. Yeah. yeah, that's all I had. Lived in Vienna <laughs> around this time. It's almost like saying they were both on planet Earth. That's it's almost a bit no, it's like <laughs> no, 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 it was. It was literally yeah, yeah. Yeah. time. No, no, I was no, because when was Frood around? He was, yeah, it was around. I look. Oh, I'm pretty sure he I was. checked. Okay. <laughs> it's, nah. it's airtight. I, I had a look. It's solid, mate. It's yeah. solid. Airtight. I love it. So there yeah. you go. All right, Good dust, segment. dust your hands of that. Let's um <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to some ratings. Did John give us any number as part of his <laughs> no, beautiful essay? Be There's no specific number. But I said 100%, I'm assuming. After that. that. <laughs> so it's 100%. It's 100%. For John. Thank you, John. See if you can work out this cryptic response. I said, so <laughs> So how would this compare, John, to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? He what said, a question. He said, compare, I would say it illustrates the low point of drama and filmmaking today. However, in these times, it may be preferable to relax with Bill and Ted. Okay, okay, okay. Look, I read that as he loves Bill and Ted. <laughs> it almost sounds like John would like to sit down with, you know, maybe a wine and a and a and a cheese board and watch some Bill and Ted I on a Sunday afternoon. Maybe a so. <laughs> he might he might maybe watch a Bill the and Ted man. matinee. Just look, to it's fair to say I think he would give this higher than a hundred percent. Look, I, I think, think that's we'll, we'll pretty sit. obvious, <laughs> yeah. but. 
But he, it still sounds like he enjoys Bill and Ted. Maybe to we go with like 150%. No, he appreciates it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. There's a difference. Look, John is a very well-versed man and I imagine that he would he would look upon Bill and Ted favourably. I think he understands its <laughs> cultural significance. In Yeah, look, I will keep the listeners updated on the moment I sit down with my in-laws and watch... Sorry. Make them watch. <laughs> Bill yes, maybe that's some adventure. homework for you there. Alex. Yeah, you can yeah. Force well, them. I to think. Watch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, people are in lockdown. You know, it's didn't perfect. We, didn't we come up with a rule that if we don't have a score, it gets an automatic one hundred percent? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent for John. Yeah, that's just we we'll had to give him, but you know, right. we flesh it out a little bit there. Um, uh, Brad, do you want to? Brad, <laughs> yeah, right. um, it was on your list. Do you as I said, hadn't seen it for twenty something years. I think it was year ten we did this, so. Um, I'm gonna. It was beautiful to watch it again. Like it, the the shots. One bit that I was gonna bring up was the bit that I saw at the end when we were all sitting at the watching the end when um when Holly comes out of the uh, the steam after he's shot oh, Harry. Yeah, that's like that great. That's just, beautiful. Yeah, that's a beautiful shot. And, I, and then yeah. the the avenue of which um Anna's walking down. And she oh, we didn't talk about Holly, that last shot. That last that's scene where so she just good. walks straight past him and gives him the give doesn't even give him the dead eye. Just oh, completely, it. completely. But, but that, that shot of that that's beautiful. It's so it's a beautiful yeah. film. The story, okay, yeah, probably for its time. It was great, but I think there's been better stories since. I'm going to give it in. It's going to be a mid 60s. I'll say 65. Yeah. Nice. I still like it. I still. I, I know. Watch it again for sure. It's, yeah. Yep. It wasn't. It wasn't hard to watch. It wasn't a terrible film by any means. It was actually yeah. quite easy to watch and quite enjoyable. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, I'm going to sit sort of maybe a bit higher than that. Like, and I think my score is going is has a lot of anticipation in it. I think for that second view, I'm excited for that second viewing, okay. and so I'm going to stick it up around like. 79 I reckon right. I'm like I think I think I'm going to dig mm. this a lot mm. uh, yeah first time viewing for me uh, I enjoyed it I think like I think I'll enjoy it more on a second viewing I'll probably go a bit lower I'll probably only go about say 35% and I know that's quite low but I reckon if I watch it again and I probably will um, it will be substantially higher mm. but yeah 35 for now mm. yeah, we'll see yeah, look, I'm, I'm probably with you, Jules. I'm probably around about the 40 mark, Yeah, I reckon. Like, I, I, And this is purely, I mean, we've got to remember, this system is just purely relating to Bill and Ted. I'm a simple man. I love Bill and Ted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, you think about how so, good Bill and Ted is. Yeah, and I'll, but um, but I'm, I'm a bit the same as you, Al. Like, you know, I I know I will watch it sometime in the future, and I don't know when that's going to be because... And you think you'll enjoy it more? Yeah, I think I will. Um, look, I really liked... like. I liked we, we you know we didn't discuss you know Anna walking past Holly at the end there, <laughs> but I think that's a, it's a good image and it's an image that is I'm so happy that they showed it because a lot of these films, well a lot of, a lot of films like that harassment of like Holly she's not interested in you man like yeah like, oh, piss off the wearing yeah. down I just piss off and the fact that she just was just like no nah, man I just yeah. don't care about you go away yeah. and I just love that it was a great finish and I also really enjoyed the fact that we didn't see Harry get shot. Like, it was just... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that walking out of the mist, like, I really liked that, particularly in that second viewing just before. Like, I looked at that show, I'm like, that's a good shot. It's a great like, shot. I love that shot. It just, it just feels like this whole thing is made up of postcards, you know? Like, yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> this is like... I feel like this is going to be a really long bow. 
<laughs> but this is the kind of film. This whole that show is a long break. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of film that Zack Snyder wants to make. You know, like Zack Snyder's films are all like based around these postcard moments, these yeah. really iconic shots. And then he sort of loosely strings them into terrible films. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas it's this. So true. Because he's thinking too much of that or something, I don't know. Yeah. But whereas this managed to do both, mm. I yeah. think at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Don't get me wrong. Zack Snyder has done some good stuff, but it's it, it it's, is very it, much. It was a while ago, though, wasn't it? Like yeah. we're thinking about it. But um, hmm. anyway, wow. Uh, <clears throat> Al, could you just let people know where they can find us before we get on to what we're doing next? Uh, Facebook, San Diego School Film, uh, Instagram. Sound Demon School of Film, uh, Twitter, SDFS Pod. Oh my God, you actually said Twitter. Uh, email at yep. sandemusfilm at gmail.com. Send us a request. Yeah. Or just approach me next time I'm at your house for dinner. Hmm. <laughs> or next time you come around to help me weed my garden. And we're on, we're on, <laughs> I think we're on all podcast stuff except Spotify. I don't know how that works. Yeah. So we'll yeah, just start. Brad's still working on that one. Yeah, we'll stay off that until Spotify get in contact with us, I guess, um, about that. So well, it's got to be soon. Um, look, in terms of the, um, in terms of the order, Al, I believe <laughs> it is your turn. Well, we did all agree that Jules is now banned. Yeah. <laughs> Jules is in the I naughty think, corner. I think for the benefit of not only us, our listeners, and just the general BTU, I think we're going to give you a bit of a rest, <laughs> Jules. I got some crackers Al, up. Okay. Do you have anything? I do. I do. I'm not even getting out my list. I'm so prepared for this. Okay. Oh. Okay. And I sat here with a massively stupid grin on my face during the conversation we had about more subbed films. Nice. Cool. So we're getting out of the States. We're getting out of the Western cinema realm. Gentlemen, we're going to go to Bollywood. Oh, oh yes. wow. I, <laughs> I'm so excited. Ra one, be Ra one. The film is called Don. Okay. It's from 2006. Now, this is a remake of an original like 60s film. So make sure you don't watch that. They're both on Netflix. Is it like five hours long? It's three hours long. Oh, dude. <laughs> but you might as watch The Green Mile. <laughs> I think I've seen this. Don. Don. It's called Don. Uh, check it out. It's going to be our next film. A cop film? Uh, there are cops in I've it. got the DVD of Ra One. I'll let you borrow that. That's worth it. Is that the one with the flying gun? And then, like, shoots nah, no. Nah, it's like a video just, game. Uh, thing. Okay. Just out of interest, you made me be in the remake thing. There's another documentary short film called The Third Man as well. Oh, yeah. And it's about the, I think it was the Berlin Olympics and the 100-meter sprint where the Australian guy came second oh, with the two, the two black power oh, yeah. people. Yeah. So that's a, uh, it's a documentary about the Australian guy mm-hmm. um, and and the the hell that he was put through when he got back to Australia. Yeah. Um, so And interesting enough, he was the last white man to win a medal in the 100-meter sprint in <laughs> at an Olympics oh, way wow. back then, nice. but and it was uh, it was all about um, um, from what I can gather, just because I know a little bit about this guy, is of his support to the to the two American yeah. athletes, and yeah. he wanted to wear the glove, and they told him no, don't. It's yeah. like this he, will destroy you. This is for badge, us. He wore a badge, yeah. and he and they told him not to because they said this is our battle. We we appreciate your your efforts mm-hmm. and everything, but this is our battle. We don't need you to get involved. But he was basically booted out of the well, wasn't even the AIS then and everything. Yeah. So apparently, it's a very interesting story he as well about him. Lot. So yeah, that, a lot of is shit that there. on? What's that on? Is that on Netflix or anything? Or? Uh, I don't know. Just when if I was looking do, at IMDb, do, I saw um, that under it, and I kind of knew a bit of the story. Yeah, okay. do uh, um, doc- documentary heaven. 
think that's what it's called. Yeah, okay. So do that one. Yeah. It's 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 a worth watch. It's yeah, it's a, a really, it's a really, really interesting story. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Cool. Sick. So Don. 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 D-O-N. Yeah. Don. Bollywood. Been, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I've been Bollywood. I've been watching a few Bollywood films and they are amazing. Oh, Did you want to watch yeah. it together? Shit, yeah. yeah. Let's do that. I feel like it should be like a party type. Is that a yeah. possibly Netflixy, Stanny sort of thing? It's on Netflix. Excellent. Oh, it's so there's an old one and your a current al- one. Your algorithm just hasn't accounted for it. There's a hot like, <laughs> I cannot urge you enough to like really dive into Netflix. Get off your like front pages, yeah, yeah. and just really goes a whole bunch of like LGBTQI, oh, yeah, yep. Uh, Films that are amazing. There's a lot of great There's Chinese a, kung fu stuff on there. Yeah, that there I've is a watching. massive slew of Bollywood stuff. See, like even the European stuff on there is like really good. Like there's heaps of really good. European yeah, stuff. my partner and I have been watching the Ip Man's. Have you seen any of those? No. It's no. like um, it's about a sensei, uh, and it was during, oh, it was during the war with the Japanese. I think it's got the guy from um, Rogue One in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The um. The, force the forces. Of, yeah, it is yeah. him. It is. Yeah, but they're really cool. There's like four of them now, but they're right. the choreography in those was sick. Yeah. Cool. So cool. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Like and so now, so now Netflix is giving me all these awesome. There's like a there's a uh, heist Bollywood heist film. Oh. I watched uh, like a comic book film. There's a there's a Bollywood version of um, Fast and the Furious. So. Oh, Brett Lee me? has become big in Bollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, Brett Lee. yeah, the cricketer. You know the fast bowler. What? It's yeah. a wheat bix, Brett Lee. Really? Yeah, he's big in Bollywood. Now. Six, six and outs, Brett Lee. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. There's a little nugget for you. Um, a, you've seen the you've seen the hockey one. Um, there's a there was a hockey Chuck Bay. yeah there's a yeah, hockey Chuck one set shot in, in Melbourne. Set in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. And the Australian teams are the bad guys. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, well, don't watch any of those. I mean, watch those. It's all shot at Yeah. But. Next episode, we'll be doing Don, yeah. 2006. Cool. cool. Sweet. Ace. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Tune in next time for some sweet Don action. Um, <laughs> and uh, be excellent to your ears. Potty on dudes. <laughs>